It's Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. Here's Jeff Parles. Welcome in. It's Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. I'm Jeff Parles. Happy to be with you the fourth Saturday of the college football season. Well, I guess it's technically the fifth. Can't forget week zero. Alex White is here for the whole show today. Uh, some guy named Vinny came in as well. Vinny Maliulo alongside. Zero. Week zero? Stop. <laughs> week one. Not a fan of week zero? No, not a fan of week zero. Coke zero either. I mean, regular Coke, week <laughs> one. Okay? I like Coke zero, Vinny. You like week zero. I do, actually. <laughs> I feel like it gives you, you know, a little feel for some Uh-oh. of the teams, at least, to jump into week one. <laughs> All right. Here we go. What a prolific start to the show here today, <laughs> guys. Right. Uh, Alex, There's no zeros in these, except at the end of some of these numbers. Yeah, some of these numbers, there, there are a lot of zeros at yeah. the end of some of these uh, numbers today. Alex is going to be with us the whole show today and tomorrow. Good. Uh, we'll also, uh, I echo what Vinny just said as well, and we'll... Uh, We'll be seeing a lot of Alex through this football season. We're we're thrilled to have that. Also, too, Alex, we we didn't mention this last weekend, and that, that that's a fault of mine. Contest winner down the end as well. Yes, last man standing last year mm-hmm. for college football. Station Casinos has it every year. You got to bet against the spread. If you lose, that entry is out. So, put five entries in. I I actually had one entry that I rode from like week four to the end. Very good. Just best play each week and just wrote it out you know with, with that contest because uh, that's a, a contest that is really built for people that live in this city and are and it, just because of, there's no proxies, no proxies. For, for that for that uh, for that event you know it's it's interesting i in the few years i've done that contest of course naturally i'm already done this year but if you, I, i've always felt better when i'm down to the last entry and just be like all right What's the one I like the most and not try to get cute with a, with a bunch of different entries that end up being, oh, I was too cute and then uh, ended up knocked out because of it. I completely agree. Like once you just dial in, focus, find your, your best play, the, big, the best value mm-hmm. that you have, I, I found that a lot easier. And it's with the spread, right, Alex? Yes, That, that yeah. one's yeah. with the spread. And you can't use the same team. You or can. you can. That's the difference because of the spread. Okay. Yeah, you can use the same. I mean, if you – Riding the team all year yeah. long, you could you could take them as long as they were kept covering for you. Uh, so let's, uh, Vinny, Alex, let's get into it. I won't call I won't call it week five, Vinny. I'll call it week four as, as September twenty third. September, yes, Saturday, September twenty third, twenty twenty three. There we go. There we go. Oh, we we uh, didn't even mention uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire Day on uh, on Thursday, Vinny. Didn't even mention that. We didn't mention Earth, Wind, and Fire. The uh, the twenty first night of September. I was. Uh, uh, they, I worked with them. They were, I guess you could say they were co-workers when I was at Caesars. There we go. Yeah. I didn't see them in the showroom that much. They were always in the race book. Oh. <laughs> there we go. Good, good, good race customers. There we go. Uh, let's start. This is We're going in, in Vegas rotation number. Mm-hmm. So some of these times will not match up, So, but these are Vegas rotation numbers. 6.30 Eastern, Winston-Salem for this one. 3.15, 3.16 in your rotation numbers, Georgia Tech, Wake Forest. All right, Vinny. Right now, you guys are the market high on this one on Wake, laying mm-hmm. four with fifty-eight and a half the total here. Yeah, there's some three and a halfs you're seeing them out there, Jeff. Not a lot of movement on the game itself. More movement on the total. Uh, that this total, we just went to fifty-eight and a half actually here at South Point. 
um, off the uh, 60 opener. I, I think what we're going to see some weather issues um, uh, along the uh, uh, East Coast, particularly in uh, the Mid-Atlantic area. So I think that's uh, uh, playing into this uh, tropical storm, another pro- tropical storm in Alex. Uh, wind more of a factor, I think, than precipitation. I am jumping on Wake minus the four in this one. I think um, I a lot of people are backing Georgia Tech, and I think that's because of Wake's performance against Old Dominion last week. But if you look at the second half, I mean, the defense is really the difference maker. They shut out the Monarchs, and Georgia Tech, they're allowing an average of 241 rushing yards to their opponents. Going with Wake, was the look-ahead line eight, Vinny? Yeah, it was as high as eight, seven and a half, eight, yeah, on this one. So yeah. So this was the most mm-hmm. uh, peculiar move for me, dropping all the way to four. But I, I stayed with it. I'm with Wake. And I think point, let, let's point out, too, when Alex is, 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 is given a lean or given a side, uh, she's basing it on what she has seen. You're looking at all, all the factors that we look at, too. Uh, you know, injuries, home field, and, and performance, of course. Uh, looking over box scores and some of the uh, takeaways, and that I don't know if the look ahead line for, for us we have to adjust. I don't know. I, you know, a lot of people, you know, put I, and I, I, it it's fine. You know, but put a lot of more credence into it. But it's something to consider. That's uh, that's a good uh, factor to take into consideration as well. Well done. Moving along, let's go. Uh, let's go to the Battle of Central New York here today. Uh, yes. Uh, some will consider uh, West Point, upstate New York, incorrectly so, Vinny. Uh, Army up in Syracuse today. Cuse Lane, 13, 15 and a half. You know, Syracuse looked pretty darn good through the first three weeks of the season. You know, when you live in, in, in Brooklyn, you, you know, I mean, West, Westchester's upstate. Yeah, everything's you know? upstate. So I'm just, <laughs> uh, I'm, but uh, this game here. Uh, not not a much uh, uh, as much movement either so far. Jeff, thirteen and a half, uh, thirteen right now. Here at South Point, thirteen, thirteen and a half, toggling back and forth. Not a lot of movement. Uh, Fifty and a half right now uh, here at the South Point on the total, and that's only down about a point. So um, it actually was as low as forty nine at one point. So a little bit of over money coming in this morning, last night and this morning. Interesting. Syracuse has looked very good in the mm-hmm. first three weeks. And mm-hmm. for me, Army, Navy, these these teams are hard for me to bet for or against. I never really know what to expect. So this is a stay away for me. I made Syracuse minus 13. Right on the number. 49, so. Yeah, right on the number, 49, 50 and a half total. So your numbers are basically locked in with what the books have. I, I don't have anything here as well. You know, the Syracuse team, this kind of felt like a uh, – a put-up-or-shut-up year for Dino Babers, and so far, so good. Granted, I want to see them get <laughs> Clemson next week. So a little bit of a, a step-up in competition from what we've seen the first four weeks. But Vinny, uh, Syracuse has always, for whatever reason, played Clemson tough. So. They, they do. I mean, and, and they, they respond. They play for Dino Babers. Hey, listen, yeah. give him full marks. And uh, to Alex's point, I think they're one of the early season surprises so far when, a- when you consider their success. Absolutely. Again, the ACC passed. We'll learn a lot today with Florida State and Clemson. Because sure. if Clemson mm-hmm. wins today, I think we're on a collision course for those two playing again in Charlotte. In December, no divisions anymore yeah. in the ACC. If Florida State wins, that's Clemson have two conference losses because, of course, the opening yep. night lost to Duke. 
it's wide open for the second slot in Charlotte. If mm-hmm. Florida State gets it done as a favorite, we'll get to that game in a little bit. All right, let's go to Morgantown. 321, 322 on your card. This is a 330 local time in Morgantown, West Virginia. Big 12 opener for both Texas Tech and WVU. So Texas Tech is laying six. This total has been bet down this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am down to 54. Alex and I are opposite here, but we're in a different numbers. I took the 55 under earlier in the week. I, questions a quarterback for West Virginia. Green battling injury got hurt early in that game last week against Pitt. Texas Tech's defense, that Wyoming game was strange because Wyoming averaged under five yards of play. Averaging under five yards of play, it's normally a pretty good defensive outing, but gave up a whole bunch of points. That game went over in overtime. And they gave up six and a half yards of play in 38 to Oregon, really 31 because of the pick six at the end. Uh, but, Alex, the main reason I went under here more than anything is I have no idea what West Virginia's offense is going to look like without if Green does not go. And it was pretty bad last week. They just won because Pitt was so comically inept. Right. Uh, both teams were under four yards of play in, uh, in Morgantown a week ago. See, and I went over here more because of Texas Tech mm-hmm. and how fast they play, averaging 151 plays per game and just 22 seconds per play. And then West Virginia, they do run the ball a lot, 67%, but they're still averaging 130 plays per game, which is pretty much average. Mm-hmm. So I got 54 and a half, so maybe we can land. I, 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 uh, 55 would mean you win and I push. All right. I, I can, I can, I can deal with that. So I have to pay I, one of you. I can deal with Yeah. Yeah. You have That's, to pay one of us. That's by the right, way, this honey. game, uh, open five, uh, yes. laid the five and five and a half, uh, sitting at six right now. Yeah. I'm not overly surprised that Texas Tech is <clears> the side <throat> getting bet in this game. Uh, they're one and two. They're better than that record shows. Yeah. Losing, losing to Oregon by one score is not a bad result. No. It was a brutal non-cover, as we know, because of the pick six. But it was not a bad result. That game was pretty even the whole way through. And then weird things happen to Laramie when Power Fives go there for whatever reason. So uh, I, I still think they're a pretty darn good football team. All right, Vinny, we'll be quick on this game. Uh, I, uh, I, it was a, a one of your customers came in mm-hmm. and... Took the 42 for a big sum of money on UAB against Georgia uh, yesterday. Down to 41 now on the Bulldogs, laying it at home against the Blazers. And Trent Dilfer, of course, now the head coach of UAB. Good for uh, And doing, listen, uh, I'm happy for him and doing a good job. But the, we did have Jimmy Vaccaro came in yesterday yes. and had a number of plays. And uh gentleman took the uh, 42. For uh, he put up eleven to win ten, so uh, he's got an interest in this game. Again, you're taking six touchdowns, and I think that was simply uh, taking that play, you know. But now, it, will there be? This is not going to be a huge handle game for us, uh, but I think you'll see some uh, some money on Georgia and you know some of the multi leg. This will be a big play on parlay carts, actually, uh, more so than over the counter. Uh, uh, that three twenty five, three twenty six on the card, seven thirty local time in Athens. For this one again, uh, huge line forty-one right now. You're actually at a market high, yeah, on uh, Georgia mm-hmm. right now. The rest of the market mostly forty total, pretty standard fifty-five and a half, fifty-six now here at the South Point. Just changed on my screen, so that's a recent move on the total yep. to fifty-six. All right, let's keep it in the SEC. Seven thirty local time, Columbia, South Carolina, South Carolina, Mississippi State. 
This is six and a half, Vinny. You guys are the market high here as well on uh, on the Gamecocks here at home against the Bulldogs of Mississippi State. I think, uh, and, and this is a game that's moved a point and a half, uh, at, sitting at six and a half right now, Jeff. I think uh, folks out there, particularly uh, some pros, are looking to take the seven if it gets uh, get to seven. I, I know that if it gets to seven, the young lady on my right will at least take a look at it. I, you know, normally I would take a look at it, but last week I had Mississippi State and oh, they sorry. let me down terribly. So if anything, this is a little bit more of a fade for them. I have South Carolina on one of my entries in Golden Nugget. I didn't bet it, but I do need them for that entry. All right. Which, I, points, right? Uh, wait, and, and the Nugget, six. Six. minus six. Yeah. Good. Yeah. This is... <laughs> I don't like either of these teams. I really don't. I, I think South Carolina's better than Mississippi State. Mississippi, uh, obviously, when you have a traumatic event like happened with that program mm-hmm. with Coach Lee's, Lee's right. passing away last year, uh, it, it is a program that is undergoing a lot of changes. And you saw that last week against LSU with a team with no identity yes. just getting obliterated at home by a, a very talented LSU team. Uh, and South Carolina... They're well coached. That's all I really know about the Gamecocks. All I like about them is I like the younger Beamer, uh, Shane Beamer, of course, now there as head coach. I don't like much else but this South Carolina team. So this is the definition of a pass for me. Very well said. In this one. Uh, Let's go to the big one at 9 a.m. local time here in Vegas. Noon in Death Valley, Clemson, Florida State. Alex, you have a play here. Two-point favorites, the Seminoles are on the road at Clemson with a total of 55. I'm taking Clemson plus the points. I know they had a bad loss against Duke, but Duke is not a bad team. They're still about six points better than the average college football team. While I know Florida State has been very impressive, I I think their weak part, they struggle against stopping the run. They have allowed 123 rushing yards a game. Um, so I'm going with the Tigers, dual-threat quarterback and their veteran running back. Will Shipley, and I'm hoping they can get it done on the ground. But, I mean, also, I've I've got Dabo Sweeney, who likes this spot, right? He likes being the dog at -hmm. home. He should should get a lot out of his Clemson team. A rare rare occurrence in the Sweeney era, an underdog in general. Forget home dog, just an underdog in general. You know, I think what's – this game did get as high as two and a half at one point, and then uh, uh, actually initially took – the two went to one and a half, uh, and then got to uh, to two and a half. Now, so you get two way action at two. A little surprised here. We were talked about weather earlier. Um, this game just went to fifty six on the total uh, from fifty five. But I think what listen when you, when you look at Clemson, this is a, the the quarterback situation is, is the right the uncertainty of quarterback. You're seeing this with Alabama too. Just to touch on it briefly, the transfer portal has done so much for to make teams relevant or in some cases and we'll get to some teams that that's impacted negatively the fact that these players can transfer and be eligible right away I, i think what's happened is you had typically alabama always had a quarterback in the in in the wings right there was always that underclassman that was being groomed to step in well as freshmen and sophomores if they're not getting that playing time now they could transfer and be eligible right away. Same thing with Clemson, right? Uh, you know, Oyagalele is up in, in Oregon State now. When they could transfer and be eligible right away, well, it, they want to play right away. And I get it. I understand that. 
But what happens is now I think coaches are going to have to adjust the way they recruit and how they 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 how their depth chart works, particularly under center. And I think that's uh, uh, the the quarterback situation at Clemson is a byproduct of that. And listen, everybody's in the same boat, so how they adjust is uh, is going to be a critical factor. The weather, by the way, Vinny in in Clemson is. Mm-hmm. Great. So obviously the storm has moved yeah, further so up the coast. Look, looks good. I would imagine that's part of the reason, you guys. Total just went up. This is the best weather report, by the way. But watch the totals. That's you don't have yeah, to watch. The totals the better weather report. You know, I agree. That's the best I, weather report. I agree with that. By the way, uh, one other book in town. Right as we began this game, went to two and a half, and then immediately before we even finished talking about this game, right back to two. Right back to two. So two is two's the number in this game. And two and a half has been the buy point, as you mentioned, all week. And two more relevant in college uh, than in uh, than in the NFL. So let's get one more ACC team in here before we take a quick break. Vinny, only reason I'm bringing this mm-hmm. one up, that a better came in, laid the lumber with the Blue Devils here yeah. at 21 in, uh, in East Hartford against UConn. It's up to 22 on the Blue Devils, now on the road, total 45. Yeah, this uh, it, it, same individual. Uh, three touchdowns, no problem. I'll lay it. 11 to win 10, up to 22. So that was uh, yesterday afternoon, and uh, this total holding steady at 45. So a little bit more stability this week uh, with uh, most of these totals. All right, let's take a quick break, guys. When we get back, we'll go to Middle America, Kansas-BYU. Uh, the Big 12 debut for Cincinnati hosting Oklahoma. And uh, hey, my uh, my home my home state's team going to the big house, Vinny, Rutgers, Michigan. As we as we all intended, a Big Ten matchup. When we get back, it's sports by the book here at the South Point Studio. If you're celebrating a special occasion or just love fine dining, you're in the right place. Come experience the crown jewel of South Point restaurants, Michael's Gourmet Room. Welcome. With over 600 different types of wines and magnificent dishes prepared tableside, you'll revel in the rich classic Vegas decor and the best black tie service in the world. This intimate gourmet room has earned accolades galore. Come to Michael's Gourmet Room for an unforgettable dining experience. Another famous restaurant is the Silverado Steakhouse, where you'll find the charm and service that discerning patrons require. From top quality steaks and chops to fresh seafood and desserts, you'll love the award-winning wine list and menu at Silverado Steakhouse. Steak lovers have even more options with primarily prime rib. Catering to hearty appetites, the menu features a variety of flavorful prime rib cuts, dry aged to ensure tenderness, and then seasoned and slowly roasted. Although prime rib is our specialty, it's not the only thing on the menu. There's something for everyone. And if you're craving a taste of Italy, come experience delicious Italian cuisine and the attentive service at Don Vito's. Our culinary team starts with the freshest ingredients and transforms them into traditional favorites. And don't forget Italian desserts. Don Vito's, savor the taste of Italy. Finally, if sushi is more your style, join us at the popular Zenshin Asian restaurant and sushi bar where we're serving up the freshest sashimi, nigiri, and sushi rolls. And beyond the sushi, an exciting contemporary Asian cuisine menu, plus a variety of specialty drinks, Japanese and domestic beer, wine, and sake. 
Balance your hunger with Zenshin. Welcome back in at Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. I'm Jeff Parles. Happy to be with you, of course, taking you up to the kickoff of that noon Eastern, 9 a.m. slate here at College Football. Alongside Vinny Maliulo, of course, the Hall of Famer, Sports Betting Hall of Famer, Gone Gaming. Uh, has been in the business over 40 years here in Nevada. 45. Longer, 46 long, now. Longer, wow. longer than that if you include... Uh, include uh, well, high school and college. High, high school and college. Yeah, I mean, for fundraising purposes. Tuition. Tuition. Tuition yes, assistance. 100%. <laughs> Absolutely. And Alex White, of course, along with us as well. Uh, past winner of Last Man Standing in college football over at Stations Casino and... We're happy to have Alex along with us every Saturday and Sunday moving forward, previewing both college football and the NFL. Uh, maybe we'll see on either Thursday or Mondays moving forward as well, uh, looking at those games as we get to them. I, I, I love that. So, Alex, by the way, also third generation yes. <clears throat> you know, sports analyst, handicapper, her uh, dad and grandfather, dear friends and respected colleagues. She's one of the few people that can actually look at my sheets and my and, and understand what it says on there. So that's 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 a throwback, right? This looks yes. this look like your dad's desk. It a little really bit. does. Yes. <laughs> we don't know exactly where everything is or what it means. Let's uh, let, let, let's let, let's keep it rolling here, guys. Let's go to three four three three four four on the rotation number three thirty Eastern, twelve thirty Pacific, two thirty local time in Lawrence, Kansas. Kansas football, Vinny. That's right. Not basketball. Kansas football. And this is is a conference game, guys. BYU at Kansas. The first game in the Big 12 for conference play for BYU. Mm -hmm. Vinny got Cougars with a really bizarre but nice win last week in Fayetteville. Mm -hmm. Getting it done despite the offense really not playing well. They put up 38 thanks to some cashing in on turnovers. Kansas uh, sleep a sleepwalking performance a week ago in Reno, winning by a touchdown against Nevada as a big favorite. Vinny, KU, a nine-point favorite, 56, but this game has had a bunch of movement over the last lot, 24 hours. A lot of action on this game, and uh, uh, I've got to tell you that it, we opened at 9.5. It was bet down to as low as 8 initially, yeah. and then it's come back up that uh, the ladder, if you will, and... Uh, we were as high as nine and a half yesterday when we were on the air with uh, uh, Chris Andrews and Jimmy Vaccaro, and uh, now sitting at nine and the total fifty six, so up uh, about a point and a half, two points depending on uh, where you uh, where you're shopping. But um, great action on the game, two way action on the game, and uh, going going back and forth. I don't know. You have a play on this one, Alex? I got fifty fifty four and a half. I took the over there, okay. so I'm happy with that. Before it moved up, um, I am interested to see. I, I want to watch this game. And did you know we have a brother matchup with BYU and Kansas? We've got a wide receiver on BYU, Darius Lassiter, and then the safety mm-hmm. of Kansas, his brother, will be playing. So that should be fun too. I love those. You know, this is this is an interesting test for Kansas because they handled the test two weeks ago against mm-hmm. Illinois really well. That game was they were in control the whole way. You had to let Illinois get back, and there was a sweat for a half of a drive if you laid the three and a half, and then they got off the field, and then the ball never went back to Illinois. 
This Kansas team, this is on paper going into the year, the best team that Kansas has had in over a decade. Mark Mangino was still there with the last time mm-hmm. that Kansas was as good on paper going into the year. And if you're as good as you think the paper says going into the year, you handle your business and win this game and cover against BYU. Especially at home. I, Chris said this to, this, this to us yesterday, Vinny. I think the eight and a half is a more proper number than the tens that were out there earlier this week. Yeah, well, money, money, uh, you know, dictates it, right? Yeah. So, you know, to to your point, some folks <clears throat> like the uh, they like the nine and a half, and then they they like the higher number, and uh, some you know came back, and that's that's our goal. Listen, I we want two way action, and what you're just looking for that threshold. The function of, of line movement is to try to find that threshold to where you will get uh, you know get that buyback. So this one here. Uh, as you indicated, it, and I think it, it may surprise some folks, the the fact that, and this is a mid-afternoon game too for yeah, us here on the is, West Coast, is, 1230. This is, this is in that window where not a lot of, I, even though there's a really good game and a game I want to watch, yeah. there are so many quality games at 1230 that yeah. these game, this game is not going to get a lot of eyeballs in comparison. But it's to, getting a lot of betting attention. Get a lot of action. So that's, yeah. you know, yeah. again, uh, eyeballs are one thing, uh, dollars are another. Yeah, it has had a whole bunch of movement, as we said, uh, right now. BYU-KU 9 right now here at the South Point with a total of 56. All right, to the big house. As everyone intended, the Big Ten matchup of Rutgers and Michigan. Vinny, before we get to Alex's play on this game, Mm -hmm. this line has not moved the whole week. You no. guys open 24. That's it. You still sit at 24. Has not moved. A rarity where the, there's absolutely no line. Has not moved right? at all. But the total has bounced a little bit. Yeah. Open 44, as low as 43 and a half, as high this morning as 45, and now sitting at 44 and a half. Again, back and forth. A little, uh, more movement, more uh, uh, movement on the total than, than on the side. And... Um, Look, the the thing about it is, by the way, are, are you coaching the first or second half today? This is the last no Harbaugh game, right? Uh, you know, I I, I think uh, I think I'm getting the second You're series, the, second? Of the third quarter. Okay, yeah. All right. I thought he was back in this game. Not yet. One more. One more. One more. Yeah. So you know, it's uh, Alex. I'll ask you this because you went for the total here. I did. You went for the total. This is one of those where Michigan's defense has looked really good. So far this year, and, and and offensively speaking, and and Vinny and Chris and I talked about this a little bit yesterday. Kind of just going through the motions, and because the opponents have not been particularly good, they've been able to win these games comfortably. But they're zero and three against the numbers so far, so a little bit of a better look at the total. Here. Numbers are inflated too, because oh, of course, because of, of the opponents, because of, you know, yeah. because of yeah. obviously it's Michigan. I mean, it's also Bowling Green. No disrespect to the Rebs, but UNLV and. Uh, who did they play? Who did Michigan play week one? Which uh, team did they beat up on week one? They uh, they beat up on East Carolina. East Carolina. It was not any good. Right. East Carolina. And, you know, we did see McCarthy struggled a little bit last week against Bowling Green. I shouldn't say struggled. He had three interceptions, but they got there, got that win. Um, I like this one. I, I took the under. I got 44 and a half because both of them play very slow. And Rutgers is very heavy run, 66%, averaging 209 rush rushing yards a game, but both these teams are also very good at stopping the run. So good. slower game going under 44 and a half. Yeah. Right. If Rutgers is going to stay in this game, they're going to want to limit possessions and limit the big plays. Right. That's exactly so, it. So I, I, let's put it this way. I would not be rushing to the window on the opposite side of you here. I would very much only go on the under there. There are some 45 still in the market too. So 
uh, as always, we can shop around and get the best of it as mm-hmm. well. All right, let's go to Cincinnati next. So, Vinny, this one has actually moved this morning. Just now. Actually. Just now. So I, I took 14 and a half earlier in the week with the Bearcats. Okay. Uh, coming off of really just a dreadful loss last week to Miami of Ohio in overtime, a game you really can't lose. I know it was a look ahead and a, uh, and a letdown put together, that little sandwich spot after winning at Pitt and having Oklahoma on deck. Mm-hmm. But the Bearcats are getting attention this morning. This is down to 13 across the board, including right here at the South Point. Yeah, we just, total, went, uh, we just went to 13. Yeah, yeah and the total's uh, 58 right now. Uh, that was moved earlier this morning up from 57. Um, again, 14. Got as high as 15. So yep. you, got a, uh, you got 14 and a half. I have 14 so and That's and fine. Half. That's good. Yeah. Uh, 57 on, uh, on the opener, and now we're seeing over money. I think, look, we know that, that so Oklahoma's so up-tempo, so no real surprise that we're seeing over money in this one, and again, is was the Cincinnati game a week a, a week ago? Uh, you know, there are look aheads in in college that are more impactful uh, than in in the pros. Uh, you know, college players tend to get caught up in it more so uh, than than pros, and maybe that was a the situation there. But to your point, Jeff uh, and, and Alex, you know, uh, Bearcats at home. Get uh, you know, if you can get two touchdowns. Uh, at home, I think that's uh, something that attracts people. That was definitely the way I was leaning. Mm-hmm. I kind of stayed away because, I mean, the dominance oh you had against mm-hmm. Arkansas State and Tulsa, but I mean, they're the best defense they saw was SMU, and mm-hmm. they did slow them down a little bit. So I would have gone that same way as you, Jeff, taking the points with Cincy. Uh, Oklahoma's been was dominant in non-con. Well, one sixty-seven to twenty-eight, they outscored their three opponents. Just mm-hmm. absolutely dominant. Uh, and I, I don't love this Cincinnati team. I, I I don't like their coach. I think they downgraded in a big way from Fickle going to Wisconsin and now Satterfield there. But again, it's Vinny. You're right. Look ahead spots in college are a real thing that in the pros, yeah, they exist but it's a fraction of what they are in college no question about it and that's a, and that's a, a, a maturity situation and uh particularly in today's day and age with so much hype and 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 things but uh, it's you know is it a major handicapping uh, element uh, it's not as important as some of the other things that we we talk about we look at but it's certainly something that uh, that bears uh, attention and uh, i think that that was what happened to, to cincinnati last week all right let's go to let's keep it in the uh, big 12 the lowest total on the board, Vinny. Man. Ames, Iowa. Iowa State, Oklahoma State. Both of these teams are coming off a of pretty brutal losses last week. Iowa State on the road, losing in Athens, Ohio, to Ohio 10-7. And Oklahoma State was just destroyed at home by South Alabama a week ago. Total's 36. Iowa State laying three and a half in a game that's only total 36. The total. We opened at thirty-seven, which was lo- is low. And I, you know, I, 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 I mean, I, and Vinny, I scooped up some thirty-seven there, elsewhere. Listen, I, I have to tell you, we oftentimes, and, and we refer to the transfer portal and how it is has such an impact on teams' uh, immediate success, right? And and how how positive it it bears out for a lot of teams. Well, there's teams that hurts, and these are two teams that I I think fall into that category. So. Um, you know, transitioning, um, not a lot of movement. There's, we've been at three and a half all week, and the, the, the only movement that occurred on the total. So uh, to, to your point, but look, 
thing about it is that uh, uh, it, there's two-way action on the game. It's uh, it, it, the point spreads the great equalizer, and uh, you know you can find some. And maybe it's a, a, an in-game situation. I know you pay attention to the in-game mm-hmm. uh, uh, quite a bit, Jeff. I know Alex, you you obviously look at it as well. So maybe it's look again. You've got a, a really good attractive betting board today doesn't mean you have to play every single game we've got to book them uh but you uh you you can pick and choose accordingly this would be one and alex i don't know how much in-game betting you do this would be one if we get an accidental touchdown earlier in the game and this thing gets into the 40s yeah go under and if you beat me so be it (laughs) yes you are absolutely correct in that by the way uh, Alex was right. Yeah, Alex is right. Harbaugh will be there today. You so. still can have the a, a, ser- I, I, a series though. I, I want. I would love a series. Yeah, I would love that third, second series of the third quarter. Chris I, Andrews I, just t- just I, I would, me. I would be. I would be very happy to. Uh, very happy to just uh, call three run plays and get out of there. But okay that's why Chris adjusted the total again. Oh, okay. <laughs> Put it to the under. <laughs> Don't blame me on that. All right, Vinny. Uh, let's uh, let's go to Salt Lake and. You came in here this morning. Alex and I were talking about this. Hey, B, or, or, excuse me, Utah, the better football team at home. As of yesterday, it looked like Cam Rising was going to be back and doesn't look to be the case anymore as we walk in here this morning. Down to three on the Utes at home, 50 and a half, and Rising moved from probable to doubtful overnight. Well, look at look at the line movement on this game, and it's a byproduct uh, of, of the, the Cam Rising situation. Looked like he was going to play, but some folks thought he was going to play last week. He didn't, uh, but it looked all we it, all indications where he was going to go today. Uh, and the game opened five, and they laid the five, laid the five and a half. We were as high as six, and then it kind of toggled back and forth for the better part of the week at uh, uh, between five and a half and six. Well, now with the news this morning, right before we came in the studio, I checked in the back, uh, and uh, it looks like he's doubtful now. So. Uh, an adjustment uh, down to three, uh, and a total on this one uh, fifty and a half. So I, I, this total was higher also with his news fifty two and a half, fifty three. Uh, but now uh, obviously there's an adjustment, and we'll have to see. Uh, you know, it doesn't look like he's going to go today, but it's unfortunate because I think, you know, Utah and Utah has a, a, a has a significant home field advantage. Yes, in I mean, right cycles. Yep, you, you're there. Um, altitude is one thing, but the, the way the stadium is configured, right on the side of a mountain, it's they're right on top of you up there, and it's a great setting. So, uh, I don't know if you have a, a player or lean on this one, Alex. Well, that's exactly why I took Utah minus the points. And besides the home field advantage, their defense has been outstanding. I actually, I I like this play with Rising or not. I like Johnson mm-hmm. since they put him in. I I trust him a lot more than Barnes because, you know, he came in. They were down, losing to Baylor. Johnson comes in, they get that win. They don't cover, it was seven and a half, but they did end up winning by a touchdown. So I'm sticking with it. I mean, I have no choice. I already made the bet. But I got Utah minus five and uh, still feel pretty confident about it. Much better team at home. Much better. Well. I, you know what? This is a game I, I'm going to learn a lot about UCLA. That, yes. That's really what, what I'm looking for in this game. Is what UCLA has done so far this year a byproduct of the opponents they have played through the first three weeks, or is this team actually quite good? Are they, and ex- we, again, we always expect explosive offense from Chip Kelly. 
They only put 27 on Coastal and struggled for a half. Coastal blasted earlier this week where the whole world was against them on Thursday, and and uh, and they, Georgia State got there easily. San Diego State covered last night, but mm-hmm. this is a down Aztec team, and North Carolina Central is an FCS team, and not a good one at that. So this is, to me, this is a data point on UCLA today. Are the Bruins a legitimate threat to get here to Las Vegas in the Pac-12 title game, or is this a Chip Kelly team that's going to go 6-6? Six and six? And I thought the exact same thing. I was like, I'm going to find out a lot today if I still have UCLA rated too low or and see how good of a team they are in the pack. Conference games. They tell, yeah. they tell the story. All right, let's go to the other L.A. team. USC's in Tempe to take on Arizona State. Vinny, Arizona State has so many injuries in this game. Yeah. Uh, Drew, uh, Pine will play despite not being 100% healthy because the other two quarterbacks are hurt. Uh, a whole host of starters out for Arizona State. This was 35 earlier in the week. It has come back down to 34 and a half. USC laying it on the road in Tempe at 62 and a half the total. I mean, look, do, do you, as, a, as a, a handicapper, you try to grab as many points as possible, especially at home. Uh, but given the injury situation and the fact that SC, you know, wants style points as well, because it's still that this, listen, with a four-team playoff, uh, this being the last year of a four-team playoff, every win and every, you know, every every touch, every score is is impactful. So, um, you know, that's what you have to weigh here. Not a lot of movement on this game because there really hasn't been a, as, as much interest on it. I mean, when you look at the rest of the card, it's so much more attractive. However. This is a 7:30 game, and SC always gets attention, uh, especially when they're when they're playing those later games here on Saturday. The majority of the handle on this game will come in this evening uh, after the five o'clock games go, and people, uh, you know, look at how they've what kind of day they've had. Interesting. That does make sense, though. So if they had a winning day, then they come back for more, and uh... it's on TV. Uh, chase, chase game if you've had a bad yeah, day. Yeah, I mean we have chase, chase game. Yeah. You know, we have the we have the the, the primetime game on Sunday night, and uh, this is a SC SC games uh, here in the evening. Tremendous handle. Let's, uh, Vinny. Uh, have you heard of this Coach Prime guy in Boulder? He's pretty good. He's, he's having he's having some success. Yes. So so before we get to just the move on this game, where we're right back to where you guys started right now, twenty one. Yeah. Ducks laying at Oregon, uh, Colorado. Of course, this is at twelve thirty local time in Eugene. Seventy and a half total has not moved the whole week, no. which is which is fun. But Alex, I just want to ask you this: where you you're ma- you're obviously making your own numbers, and and Travis Hunter is out and lacerated liver. He's going to miss the next three weeks. Normally, and and Vinny, I want your take on this too. Mm-hmm. Normally, for a non-quarterback, the line is if if it's going to move, it's minuscule, right? But this guy's playing a hundred plays. Yes. He's playing both sides he's, of the yeah, ball. He's, yeah. He's 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 Colorado's best secondary player and he's Colorado's best skill position player. This is a unique situation potentially with having to maybe move a number more on a guy who's just not a quarterback. Yes, it is very unique. And I was wanting Vinny's take on this too, because I was leaning more towards Oregon playing right. the points and because of that factor, did you um was there adjustment from that? Well, there has to be. I mean, obviously, the fact that he plays both sides of the ball and he's he's that impactful, uh, and and given the number of plays that he plays in, in the game, and what it does, you know, from a rhythm perspective and everything like that, 
Uh, it's at least three, maybe even, you know, four. Uh, I mean, look, because of, of who he is and what he does and what he means to the team, right? The other part, though, here is, let's face it, this is, this is Oregon. This is a different set of circumstances that Colorado has seen so far. Yeah, not right? even close, so, yeah. I mean, everybody thought, well, you know, this, you know, after, especially after the comeback last week and, and, and the fact that they've been so successful uh, throughout this part of the season. Um, Oregon, you know, good quarterback play as well. Uh, they can run the ball defensively. You know what? If 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 you want to s- kind of slow things down, I think they can. But they they don't mind they don't mind putting the points up either. They'll go they'll go up tempo as well. So, but the the, the key here is without Hunter, it's at least a three, uh, maybe even a four point adjustment in uh, in in my opinion. That's exactly what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. I would lean Oregon here. I don't have a bet on the game and. We were talking about. This we did get as high as twenty-two. Excuse me. Yeah, just yeah, twenty. Yeah. Point, yeah. We, we were talking about this a little bit yesterday too, Alex. Like this is a hard in-game game as well. Like if you're looking yeah. about this in-game, where if Oregon looks like they are clearly the better team, the number is going to steamroll out of control pretty early in oh. the game. You would agree with that, Vinny? Where where let's say Oregon's up fourteen nothing in the, it, early, it's going to be. You're be laying a pretty significant number in that game. Well, yeah, on the end game, of course. I mean, you know, it. It, but it, the other part of it, though, is we know that Colorado can score, right? right. I mean, and um, but but it also speaks to how how good the Pac-12 is. And, and again, we've talked about this uh, this first first month of the season. Um, I don't want to say that we totally underestimated the the Pac-12, but it's certainly better than. Than we thought it was going to be, and these are two teams that that make make it possible and 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 speak to that reality. Let's get one more game before we take uh, our last and quick break. Still in the Pac-12, Oregon State, Wazoo, up at the Palouse tonight. Three point favorites. Beavers are on the road here, Vinny. Fifty seven a total. Uh, I'm on the Cougars. I I took the three mm-hmm. with the home team. He's the better quarterback. Cam Ward's better than DJU, and these are both equally well-coached teams. I love both of these coaches. Uh, obviously, Dickard earlier, early in his career now uh, uh, as a head coach at Wazoo. Jonathan Smith has done an amazing job in Corvallis, but I think this favors the home team, and I'm getting points. I took the three with Wazoo. This is a game that's kind of gotten lost on the it's schedule. Great, it's a great and this is a game. really good. Yeah. This is a really good game. I mean, we just talked about Colorado and Oregon, of course. You know, SC's a, a huge favorite. Um, I'm glad this game is, I don't want, you know, it's not quite a standalone game, but it's uh, it's positioned nicely at 4 o'clock Pacific. This is a good game. Uh, not a lot of movement. They did lay the uh, the three, uh, the two and a half, the opener, uh, with with Oregon State, and uh, we've been at three getting uh, two-way action. 57 is the opening total. Was as high as 58, I think, uh, 58 and a half. There might have been some 59s uh, at some point, but um this is a this is a game that bears watching, and again, two teams that speak to how good the uh, the Pac-12 is this year, Alex. And I looked over it as well, but the, the play for me would have been over fifty-four and a half, and I missed that I, that shot up pretty quickly. So yeah. then I didn't look into it so much. But you're right, great game, great matchup between these two. Let's take a quick break. When we get back, big one in Tuscaloosa. The biggest one of the day in South Bend. When we wrap things up, we come back. Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. 
Once you've satisfied your hunger, get ready for more of the hottest casino games in Vegas. Our 24-hour, 30-table non-smoking poker room proudly hosts all the most popular poker games with a variety of betting limits. Visit the poker room for a schedule of daily tournaments. Whether you're going to hold them or fold them, the best place for poker is at South Point Casino. You'll notice that our craps tables are usually the loudest in the casino. If you've never played, join one of our free craps lessons to find out what makes this game so exciting. Check with the craps dealer for schedules and give it a roll. Bingo is also an exciting way to spend your time. We offer seven sessions of bingo every day. And each session includes a cash ball jackpot, 12 bingo games, a progressive double action game, and a $10,000 bonus coverall. Electronic units are available. If you haven't played bingo with us, give it a try today. Guests can also get in on the action at our one-of-a-kind race and sports books. Two separate rooms designed to maximize your experience and comfort. Our sports book, with over 400 seats, puts you right in the middle of the action, 24 hours a day. The friendly ticket writers are happy to help, and it's conveniently located next to the famous Del Mar Deli, where you'll find supersized portions of delicious deli items like roast beef, pastrami, and Reuben sandwiches, or soups, salads, and pizza plus spectacular desserts fit for a king. And right next door is the race book, over 150 seats, each with its own TV screen. There are 16 interactive player terminals, so you can bet right from your seat. Welcome back in at Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. I'm Jeff Parles. Alex White, Vinny Maliola alongside. Happy to be with you as always. Final segment for us, getting you ready for college football's week four. As Vinny said, Saturday, September 23rd in college football. Keep track of these this week, this week, that. <laughs> Come on. And this is a great week. We got six ranked matchups. We got conference play. I'm excited mm -hmm. about this day. Six, six ranked matchups. And Clemson, Florida State is now one of the six. So it is it is as good of a college football card that I can yes. remember. Um and especially for not we're not even out of September. This is an incredible, incredible day. A lot of conference openers as well. All right, Alex, let's get to a lean of yours here. This is a non-con game, but it is in the Met the Battle of the Metroplex down there in the DFW area. TCU hosting SMU. Seven right now, the number TCU laying it at home. Vinny, uh, 63 and a half still the total, right? Uh, we just uh, went just uh, a little while ago, 62 and a half. Oh, went down. So, okay. uh, it's it, well, listen, it's kind of fluctuating going back and forth. I mean, there's not a lot of uh, was as, I think it was as low as 60 yesterday. Um, uh, but um, I'm not real surprised that there's there's over money here. Uh, we did opening game six and a half up to up to seven, and I think seven's what, what I'm seeing is. And uh, what we're seeing at the counter is uh, taking seven and laying six and a half. See, and that's why it's a lean for me because I didn't get that six and a half. I like TCU in this spot. SMU hasn't done much. Their resume is not great. Louisiana Tech and Prairie View A&M. Uh, they lose to Oklahoma 28-11. And then TCU, you know, we know they were upset in week one by Colorado and Deion Sanders, but... What they've done in the last two weeks, I like what I've seen, especially handling Houston 36-13. to 13. So I would definitely lean TCU in this one. 
Let's uh, let's go to Middle America again. Manhattan, Kansas, the site for this one. Central Florida debut in the Big Twelve here today. Vinny, they get a, a K State team that comes in off of the last second loss to Missouri a week ago. Bunch of injuries for K State as well. Mm-hmm. Right now, K State four and a half point favorites in this one. Vinny, yep, four and a half total. Fifty three. Jeff, this game's gone. Uh, Towards Central Florida here, right? Six and a half on the opener, and it's come down. Uh, uh, we did find the buyback threshold on Kansas State when we got as low as four, so it did lay the four. That's how we got the four and a half here. Uh, 53 on the total, which is really has not moved that much, just within a half point, maybe a point in some spots. But no, it's uh, again a lot of business, a lot of business on this game. You say both sides two way action on this? At this one, uh, once we got the four, Alex, but okay, they did take. Uh, everything from six and a half down to four, and then they laid the four. No play for me on this one. You know, it's, it's a tough place to play. It's yeah. it, it's K State off of a loss that was a dead even game last week in Columbia that Harrison uh, Mevis just made the long kick, the sixty-one yard kick, yeah. the longest kick in the history of the mm-hmm. SEC. Somehow, not a school record in Missouri, though, Vinny. You know, they played in the Big 8 back in the day, right? Uh, yeah, I do, because I remember the Big 8. <laughs> I, I, I definitely remember the Big 8. You, you two probably don't. You know, you, you probably read about it. but I definitely read about it. <laughs> I, I definitely had to, being a grad of the university. But I think that's an age reference. Uh, I, will say, I will say this with, with K-State. This is a coaching advantage today. I, I, I just like climbing a lot more than I like Malzahn. And okay, you have, so. You have home field. Mm-hmm. I would love to see it. somehow we get a three. I don't think we're getting there. I don't. I don't think we're getting there either. It's starting to go back up. So, yeah. If anything, yeah, you're, yeah. I'm going to have to take the three and a half uh, now. Uh, the the ones that are still remaining out there in the market. All right. Let's go to uh, let's go to Alabama next, Vinny. Let's go there. A rarity that you see Alabama short of a touchdown at home, and they are against Ole Miss. Guys are actually the bottom of the market here in this one. Six and a half, tied laying it at home with 56 and a half. A lot of sevens now back after touching yeah. six and a half, basically market wide on Thursday. Oh, well, we were down to six yep. on this game. And, uh, you know, and again, not to labor, you know, belabor it, but the look ahead on this, you know, this summer, uh, the, the games of the year, uh, Alabama was a two touchdown favorite. But again, you know, we talked about, uh, the quarterback situation earlier at Clemson, it's a similar situation here now. Alabama now switching uh, quarterbacks again. Uh, seven, they took seven, the initial seven, took six and a half, got as low as six, and now we're seeing Alabama money, 56 and a half, um, up about a point, point and a half on the total. You know, you've got Saban going against another former assistant. It's rare that he loses to an assistant, and he already obviously did uh, this earlier this year to um, a couple of weeks back uh, against Texas. Uh, I don't think he's ever lost two games uh, to, to, in a season to uh, uh, to a, a former assistant. But, you know, a second loss here would absolutely um, ca- cancel their – yeah, uh, you know they look. They'll go to a bowl, but as far as uh, being in the conversation for the uh, for the playoff, no. I think we've got the same feeling here. I did make Alabama minus eleven, so I lean Alabama. I haven't done anything yet, but you like them. In yeah, this I, too. I, this is this is the week where master motivator 
Nick Saban shows up with his team. Mm-hmm. And last week, we, you and I talked about this before the show, Alex. Last week was an abomination. I, I don't care that they won the game. That was, that was embarrassing what they did on offense last week against the yes. South Florida team. And, and not to disrespect the Bulls, that is not a good football team. And it's not a good defense. And Alabama couldn't move the ball at all against South Florida. If they played a real team last week, they lose. They lose. Oh, they yeah. lose, and they lose comfortably. Uh, I, Saban put the, is, has the right guy quarterback again. I think it was a little bit of an overreaction to bench Miller in the fashion they did. He's the most talented guy on the roster by a pretty significant margin, and it proved out last week. Yes. Hey, very rare you get it, only have to lay a touchdown, lay six and a half with Alabama at home. I laid it earlier in the week at six and a half. I, I'm going to go back for more at seven if it doesn't bounce up. I think they win this game. I think they, they roll in this one against Ole Miss. Probably will see that seven, Jeff. I, I would imagine, I would imagine if anything, it may spike, uh, may even touch seven and a half for a Maybe. few moments and then come right, right back down. Might. Let's uh, go to a play of Alex's here on the Bayou here, LSU, Arkansas, Arkansas. Man, that disappointing loss last week to BYU in a really yes. funky game in Fayetteville. A uh, game went way over last week against BYU for the second consecutive year. LSU, I don't want to remind you of this because you're on the other side, but Mississippi State, they destroyed Mississippi State a week ago, Alex. You're looking total here on this one, though. 54 and a half the total here at the South Point. LSU laying 18 against the Hogs. Yeah, I'm going over. You pretty much just made the case for me for that over with Arkansas going over against BYU last week. And then I thought Mississippi State's defense could slow LSU's offense down at home, and they could not. They were embarrassed by LSU. So that just shows how good the Tigers' offense really is, and I took over 54-and-a-half. Got the better number, too. Open 55-and-a-half, 56. Uh, we opened 55-and-a-half. Um, they love to play up-tempo, this Arkansas team. So, And I think that also creates – uh, the uh, you know the their opponents to 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 get it in gear as well. So over fifty four and a half, I think this we'll see this number creep back up or through the uh, the total the opening total of uh, fifty five and a half or uh, fifty six. This is a funky spot for LSU this week, where this is a rivalry game. Of course, this used to go on the Friday after Thanksgiving before Missouri and Arkansas decided to manufacture their fake rivalry that they have in LSU plays A&M on, uh, on that Friday or after Thanksgiving as well. Ole Miss is on deck for LSU. And it's on the road in Oxford next week. It's a weird spot. I would only lean to a total with you on the over here. Uh, I'm not comfortable laying all those points with LSU in this game in a weird spot with yeah, the second biggest game on their schedule coming up next week against Mississippi. Right, and Arkansas coming off that bad loss right. to BYU. So I agree with you there. Let's uh, let's go to the big one tonight. Vinny, uh, have you heard of Notre Dame, Ohio State? Heard of those two teams? Yeah, I uh, have actually. Uh, We've booked a couple of their games. Only the sixth time they've ever played in a regular season uh, tonight. Of course, they played last year in Columbus. Uh, Notre Dame's defense really played well. Ohio State's offense struggled. Ohio State won that game but didn't cover. Now the scene shifts to South Bend. And Vinny, Alex, and I are on the same side in this game. Irish getting three. Alex, why Notre Dame here? Experience in the quarterback position. I think this will come down to the quarterback and the line of scrimmage. Um, We've kind of talked about the better team at home getting points, and we've been Mm -hmm. on a few of those sites. I shouldn't say the better team because I don't really know. We don't know between these two, right? We'll see 
today. They're both legitimate top they eight teams. They are both teams. legitimate, yeah. but at home, getting the points. I'm going with Sam Hartman, Wake Forest transfer. Everyone, when, you know, beginning of the year said Notre Dame really won that, getting him. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. So, big upgrade. Yeah. What, you For me, I, I, look, it's, it's pretty similar. I, this is a big quarterback advantage, Hartman over McCord, from what we've seen so far from McCord this year. And this is, I, look, I, I, I know Ohio State already had the road game in the state of Indiana. Bloomington's not South Bend. And no. Kyle McCord's going to learn that pretty quickly. And, you know, Notre Dame, this path is kind of opening up a little bit for Notre Dame, Vinny, where if Notre Dame sure. finds a way to win this game, yeah, they have to go to Clemson later in the year They've and they have USC at home. SC, yeah, but um, if they win this game, they get themselves in the position where, all right, you split with USC and Clemson and neither of the, those games are blowouts. 11-1 with a win over Ohio State and either USC or Clemson probably get you in, in the college football playoff at 11-1. I think uh, what the, Alex's point, Hartman is 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 the better quarterback, yes. but this is also the best defense that he's seen so far this year. So this game is going to tell a lot uh, from our side of the counter, positioned beautifully. This will be the highest handle game of the day at 430 Pacific. Yeah, I... I I'm on Notre Dame. Took three and a half. Took some three. I, I think this is a. It is very rare where again, and my number came Notre Dame one, so can't really can't really pass that up in this scenario. And if Ohio State beats me, so be it. They're a really good football team, and if they prove it and go on the road and win in South Bend, then you know what? Then that is a legitimate national title contender, as we expect it going into the year. All right, one last one for us. We should have ended with the other game, but the rotation numbers said differently here. Right. 425, 426. Vinny, Iowa at Penn State. Uh, 38 and a half the total, 14 Penn State laying it at home. Yeah, betting it under. Um, no real surprise, and I think that's a, a, a byproduct of, of Iowa's uh, yes. offensive uh, uh, non-prowess. Uh, two <laughs> touchdown favorite here. They did take the points, though, with, uh, uh, with the Hawkeyes. They took 15, took 14 and a half. I did not take those points. I, I don't have a play on this. I made Penn State 14-point favorite. So it is. Right on the number. Right on the number. You, you want to hire me, Benny? Sure. <laughs> Alex, you're already on staff. I mean, I got all my notes here. Alex's plays here. First. Okay, so we get these numbers next week. You'll be right in, right in with us. I really have no idea what to make of this Iowa team other than the fact oh, that man. they have no offense. A lot of people don't know what to do. Yeah, no, like, like, again, like <laughs> Brian Ferentz has, has it in his contract. You got to average 24 points or you're gone. And it's not happening. <laughs> like, it's just not. And and for Penn State, you know, Vinny, the, the three teams in the Big Ten East, Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan Penn, State, Penn State, are so clearly better mm -hmm. than everyone else in that league. Where at this point, if you're Penn State, just stay upright. Don't, don't trip yourself up in the non-Ohio State, Michigan games. Split those games and they have a shot. Well, they haven't won. They haven't beaten both of those teams in the same season very often. If they do this year, uh, they're then, making a college then football playoff. Just what you said about uh, Notre Dame a, a little while ago uh, will will certainly uh, pertain to the Nittany Lions. Penn State goes thirteen to zero. Penn State not only are they in the playoff, they mm -hmm. may end up stealing the number one seed from Georgia. Mm -hmm. Real possibility of that happens. So we'll see. Penn State fourteen point favorites tonight at home against Iowa. That's all the time we have here today. A lot of fun. We're back tomorrow, 9 in the morning here right. at NFL. the South Point, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, previewing 
Week three in the NFL. See, I got to go weeks, not dates in the NFL, Vinny. Thank gotta, you. Got to go with that. All right. Uh, a big card tomorrow in the NFL. Alex will be back. Vinny will be back. I'll be back. Again, for Alex White, for Vinny Maliola, I'm Jeff Parles. We'll see you next time, tomorrow, 9 a.m., Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio.